listening to the weekly podcast presented by the Lighthouse Midlothian. For more information, please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org. Thank you and God bless. We did have a word come in in addition to what was shared, declaring over the new year from Cole and Lisa. Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Amen? Amen. We are victorious because he is victorious. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's jump into the word. We've got communion this morning. So good to be together. Good to have you with us online today. It's good to be back. Hello. I was in quarantine for two weeks. I'm ready to be out. Okay. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory for all you've done. The things we know about and the things we don't even have a clue about. We know that as the song says, even though I can't see it, you're moving. <laughs> even though I may not feel it, you're moving. God, you are always moving. And Lord, we want to move along with you. And we declare, as Moses declared, if you don't go with us, we don't want to go. So we thank you that we have the promises of God that, Lord, you said you'd never leave us, you'd never forsake us. We thank you that you were with us in 2019. We thank you that you were with us in 2020. We thank you that you're with us today on January the 3rd, 2021. And Lord, if we stay with you, you'll stay with us. So God, our declare, our declaration today is that we will stay with you throughout this coming year. And we will stand and we will see the salvation of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Title of today's message is Get a Plan. Get a Plan. All right. It's a new year. I was directed to Proverbs 16. And in Proverbs 16, it says, verse 1, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. That's if your tongue is yielded to him. Verse 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And that word commit means to roll your works onto him. The picture is a camel with a heavy burden. And what the camel would do when it was time to let go of that burden, they would just, it would just roll right off. So if you're carrying a heavy burden into 2021, let it roll right off onto the Lord. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Verse 9 the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Amen? All right. Point number one. It's good to have a plan. How many appreciate a good plan? How many people love it when a plan comes together? 
All right. It's good to have a plan, but that plan must be submitted to God. All right. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If you've been with us for the last little bit, you've heard this a lot. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will literally make your path straight. All right. Trust in the Lord. Submit your plans to God. James 4, 13 through 15 in the New Testament kind of puts it all in perspective. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, we ought to say, if the Lord wills it, we will live and do this or that. If 2020 taught us anything, it is. If the Lord wills it, it'll happen. Unless he builds the house, we labor in vain. How many had big plans for 2020? Man, I came back from sabbatical. I almost said Seattle. It's been a long time since I've been in Seattle. September 1st, 2019. Had all kinds of plans. Big plans. All kinds of things. Man, blowing and going. Things are going to happen. None of those things happened. <laughs> but that's okay. As I prayed earlier, if we're with God, he's with us. And he's been with us every moment, every step even in a tornado. Praise God. All that happened to that apartment was a sign blown through the window. That's it. Now, I happened to drive up when the occupants of that apartment realized there was a sign lodged in their window. It was a shocker for us all. It was a shocker. But the bigger shock was not seeing the rest of the building. Oh, my goodness. Wow, but even that night, God was with us. Nobody got hurt. The Lord put a shield up in front of the apartment building next door, and nobody was hurt. So God can be with us in a tornado, in the whirlwind, when the wind is swirling all around us. If we are with him, he will protect us. God is with us in a pandemic. He can tell you, don't go here, go there. He can tell you, stay home or go out. The important thing is that you listen and that you stay close. Because in times of trouble, in times of emergency, in times of panic, we need to press in closer than we've ever pressed in before so that we can hear the whisper of God amidst the shouts of the enemy. So we need a plan. It's a good time of year to start making your plans. Number one, Bible reading plan. 
You better have a Bible reading plan, folks. Whether you read the Bible through in a year or you read the same verse every day, 365, plan to be in the Word. Because if you don't plan it, life will happen. Plan on being in worship. Plan on being in fellowship. If you don't, you're going to miss out. Plan to have time alone with God. You've got to plan it. You've got to make an appointment for yourself in the prayer closet. Because if you don't, you'll get that phone call. You'll get that text. Something will come up. Something's always going on. All right. You need a physical health plan. You need a nutritional plan. You need an exercise plan. You need a diet plan. You need it, okay? Now, some of you are so disciplined, you make me ill. <laughs> Others of us need a little help. Whether it's an app on your phone or a buddy that calls. Did you do your walk today? Did you get out there? Well, you better get out there. Sometimes we need a little encouragement. But get a plan. I remember turning 40 and realizing, oh my word, my life is at least half over. Maybe a third, who knows? 120 wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Wasn't Moses about 120? Hey, how many ever days God wants me here, I'll be here. Right? That's my plan. <laughs> All right. So we need a plan. Take care of yourself. Take care of your temple. And then you need a financial plan, folks. Is he talking about money? Yes. Have a financial plan. But I don't have any money. Well, plan to have some. <laughs> you know, that might mean getting a job. That might mean being a better steward of what you have. That's a good old word, steward. It means a manager, all right? You need to be a smart money manager. Again, if you don't have those skills, talk to Gary Barrett. He's got skills. He bought his first house at how old? 24? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Still living in that house. Good plan. I mean, he did it right. Found him a good house, found him a good lady. Had his boy, had his girl. Whoa. But Gary is stuck with the Lord. Okay? God's with him because he's with God. All right. So we need a plan, guys. This is not any heavy, heavy. Start small. You've got 10 bucks, save one, tithe one. It's not legalism. It's not. It's survival. Because that 10 bucks will be gone before you know it. All right? And if you're faithful in the small, God will give you more. Okay, you did well with the 10 bucks. I'm going to give you 100. Man. Before you know it, you're in the tens of thousands. If God can trust you with what you have, he'll give you more. That's just a good 
principle in the Word of God. All right. Moving right along. Point number one was it's good to have a plan, but that plan better be submitted to God because only he has the final word, right? Only he knows all the details. He knew what was going to happen this past year. Go with the flow. All right, two, goals. Goals are where we want to go, but a plan is how we are going to get to the goal. If you have a goal, you need a plan. All right, here's how we do that. Three easy steps. You know, I usually don't give you three easy steps. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. All right, number one, pray. Pray and ask God for what his goals are for your life. He made you. He knows you better than you know yourself. All right? But know that God's number one goal for you. You, you know what God's number one goal for you is? It's that you become like him. Amen. From the moment you give your heart to Jesus Christ, he has a plan to make you more and more like him so that we can represent him on the planet. That would be a good thing. Amen. Romans 8.29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many Brothers, okay, before we get all hung up on predestined and foreknew, okay, predestined is a beautiful word in Greek, pro-horizo. It means that he set the horizon and the boundary around us. He set our limits. He set your limit and your limit and my limit. Now, whether I get there or not is up to me. Am I going to get there quick or am I going to take drag my feet? God, God's limits are so much greater than ours are, aren't they? So God's ultimate goal for you and I is that we reflect his glory in a greater way. What a beautiful picture. All right. Do you have a goal? Have you prayed? Do you feel like God's given you a vision of where you want to be? Well, then I would say, as, as someone who is a, a pretty much a master planner, all right, you give me a circumstance, three details, and I will have a plan within 30 seconds. <laughs> all right? Do the research. You want to be a paramedic? Do the research. Find out where the schools are. Talk to someone who's already doing it. Talk to your parents and people who know you very well and say, is this a good goal for me? People around you might have an opinion. That's an opinion, but it helps, okay? Do the research. Go online. Read the blogs. Chew up the meat, spit out the bones. Pray, prepare, and execute. Pray, prepare, and execute, okay? When I planned to hike across the Grand Canyon in two days, I went to Barnes & Noble. I read everything I could on people who had already done this before. I read about people that started out early in the morning, did it all in one day. I thought, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. 
So I thought two days would be reasonable. I read about what you could expect at each place. I read about where the water was. Because if you're hiking 24 miles in a desert, you need to know where the water is. That's a poor plan to not uh, to dehydrate in the middle of nowhere. OK, they do have helicopters that circle around looking for people who have fallen. But it's a very expensive ticket to get on the helicopter and could come out that way. That doesn't make a very good story. But you pray, you research, you prepare, you get all your gear, you do all you can do, and then you follow through. But the final part of that equation is you got to be flexible. Because you never know what's really going to happen once you start. Amen? you got to be flexible. So have a goal. God, what's your goal for me this year, 2021? And then have a plan. All right, number three. Number two was goals are where we want to go. A plan is how we'll get there. Number three. This is very, very important if we're going to make it. We should not be discouraged if our plans fail or if they take longer than we thought. When we give it to God, he'll work it out. He'll work it out. Now, his time frame and our time frame, seldom the same. Seldom the same. I, I remember when we acquired the building across the parking lot, we had a vision of having a full-time coffee bar. Okay, we were, I should have known because we had just completed what I thought was going to be a three to six week remodel of this room right here. That took five months. Three week plan that took five months. Okay, we bought the coffee bar. Three months. Three months of renovation. Took two years. Two years. Things beyond our control, things we had to have in place. We did it ourselves. We had a lot of volunteer labor. We had very kind, awesome, skilled people, <coughs> Pete Lewiston, who helped us tremendously. God sent people to help, but it still took a very long time. And then, so the place is ready. Well, you actually have to make coffee. You just don't buy a little drip coffee maker and put a sign up that says coffee, $2. Okay, so God sent Melissa and Chad from Michigan. And they had a plan, and they knew what they were doing. But that took longer. I thought, okay, you're here, let's open. Melissa just looked at me. Another three months of acquiring all the kitchen, of getting all the permits, getting the inventory. What are we going to sell? Hiring people and training people. 
can't we just have a coffee bar? Well, it all happened, folks. Okay, that was 11 years ago. It took longer than expected, and there were so many days I just wanted to give up. There were so many days when we were doing construction. When I say we, I mean me, Jeremy Bush, Pete and his team, and whoever happened to show up on a Saturday. Thank you, Becky Walker. Thank you, all of you who helped. Thank you, David Harper. So many people rolled up their sleeves and, and helped. And you know, I would drive across that bridge over Highway 67 in the morning, exhausted. Okay, I was quite young then. I think I was 49, 50. It's quite young. And I, I would just say, Lord, I see that finished building. I see it. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's the goal. And then the Lord spoke to me and he said, you just don't want to see a building. You want to see people in the building who have been touched by me. And that's the vision. Well, we're in another little waiting period here. The goal is to get these buildings finished. All right? It's nice having this one space. How many are grateful for this space? Amen. Thank you, Lord. But we have a vision to finish out the whole thing. So now when I drive up to this building across the bridge, and I see that empty slab, I say, thank you, Lord, that it is finished and filled with worshipers, and you're pouring out your spirit, and you're doing great things that will affect the whole planet. God has a plan. Now, I would hope that it will be finished in 2021. But God knows we can trust him. So don't be discouraged if your plans fail or if they take longer than they should. Don't give up until you succeed or until you're released. Because sometimes those things we work so hard for don't actually happen. Man, when, I, when we were first married, you've heard it before. I'm going to tell you again. We got married, we got on a plane, we went to England. We were going to be missionaries, we were going to be teaching the Bible. We, we had a plan. We were leaving everything behind. We were going to serve the Lord in a foreign country. Three months later, I was released from that vision at that time. And boy, it sure hurt. It was hard, it was deflating, I felt defeated. But God had a much bigger plan. And he knew that he needed to prepare us for the vision that he had for us. And that plan took 15 years. And 15 years later, we got on a plane again. And God had prepared the way for us. Gave us a place to live. Gave us a car to drive. Gave us people to work with who were amazing. And those were two and a half of the most exciting, wonderful, fulfilling years. And I was so much more prepared than I was the first time around. Many times on the journey, we forget sometimes what the goals are. We talked so much last year about going through that promised land, about having that promise and having that goal 
but just having to make it day by day until we actually get to where God wants us to be. And I'm going to say it again. This wasn't in my notes, but it's the word of the Lord today. If we are with God, God is with us. And he's not going to leave you in the wilderness. He has a plan to take you in. He has a plan to take you through. And he has a plan to conquer our enemies. And he will do it. Isaiah 55, 8 says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. His goals and plans for you and I are so much higher than ours. The horizons that he has set for you are amazing. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Stick with it. Until you succeed or you are released. Number four. Final point, I believe. God has plans for us. God has plans for us. We are to position ourselves to be used in his overall plan for the world. You know, it, it is about you and I. It is. But it's more about what God's doing in the planet. That we're part of his army. That we are soldiers. That we are part of his family. That he has a plan for the planet. God is the master planner. He has a plan of salvation. A plan of salvation. Now just think about this. When Adam and Eve sinned, it did not take God by surprise. After all, he created them with a choice. And there was choice there. They made the wrong choice. God had a plan. He prophesied. The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Yes, he said that the heel, the seed of the woman, would crush, would crush the serpent. The serpent would bite his heel. The serpent came against Jesus Christ on the cross. His heel was bruised by those nails, but he defeated Satan once and for all. Now, I would just as soon have had that happen right after they left the garden with the flaming swords and everything. We don't even know how long that took. We don't. But God unfolded his plan. He had a plan of salvation, Romans 3.23. We call this the Romans road. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God ever since Adam and Eve, all. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. God made a way by sending Jesus. John 3.16, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And then in Romans 10.9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Believe it, confess it. But that's not where the plan ends. Okay? We've been camped out in Romans 12 the last couple months. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living 
sacrifice. It's God's plan for us to surrender everything to him. Not just confess with your mouth, get your fire insurance, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to do whatever I want. Uh-uh. We've got to be part of his plan, what he's doing on the planet, and that means giving it all. And then in Romans 12, 5, we saw this a couple weeks ago. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. God's plan is that we're together. God's plan is that we're in fellowship. God's plan is that we are in community. And we're not in a vacuum. Because my plans affect David Harper. David Harper's plans affect me and Gary Barrett and the Ayo Olasanyas. And we're all in this together, folks. We're all here to encourage each other as we pursue God's plans. God had plans for the tabernacle. God had plans for worship, for living. God had plans all throughout the Old Testament. As a matter of fact, we can't fully get a picture of God's great plan throughout the ages unless we see the full scope of his word, the entire Bible. That's why we need to be reading the Bible. Read the word, make a plan, stick to it. And everyone's favorite verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you. A future and a hope, plans to prosper us. Okay, he said that to exiles. People that were suffering because they made the wrong choices, and he says, I still haven't given up on you. And we need to remind ourselves of that, guys. Even when we get the plan wrong, God is still in our, on our side. And if we are with him, he is with us. All right. Yes, there is a point five. When our plans are God's plans... When our plans and God's plans converge, miracles happen. Woo. Wow. Think about that. When God's plans and our plans come together, miracles happen. That's why we are to pray. Jesus taught us to pray. Matthew 6:10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to close. We're going to receive communion. But this morning in my daily Bible reading, I started my new plan about four days ago. I decided, I went through my YouVersion Bible app and looked at all the different plans and I wasn't even going to do one last year. I mean, I was going to do it, but anyway, Tim texted me or something, came up with this plan. That looks pretty good. And I'm so glad I did. So it's really awesome, the things God shows you each day as you read these verses that might seem random because they were just on a calendar, and yet it was arranged. So today, I'm doing this 49-week plan so I usually finish up a few weeks early. Not bragging, just saying. Okay? What I usually say is, how many are glad your pastor reads the Bible? Okay, so. <laughs> and this 49-week plan 
goes through the New Testament. And it attaches the chapters from the Old Testament that illuminate and pertain to the New Testament. So you see the plan. How exciting. So today, in Matthew, we have the genealogy of Jesus. Where, where did he come from? Well, Obed was the father of Jesse. Was the father of David. David was the great, 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 great granddaddy of Jesus. And today's Bible reading was in the book of Ruth. Darkest time in Israel's history. You read the book of Judges and you just want to give up Bible reading. It's like, oh, these people couldn't get it right. Losers! They had it all! In the middle of that mess, God took a widow and a foreigner and a famine and he somehow worked it all together and brought them home. And the foreigner was kind to the widow. And the owner of the property was kind to the woman. And as in any great love story, they fall in love and get married. And they have a cute little baby. His name was Obed. And the woman who loved her mother-in-law, and that's a miracle in itself, she takes the baby and she puts him on her mother-in-law's lap, Naomi's lap. She said, let him be a son to you. God chooses that woman to bring the Messiah to clear up the mess that we created. You and I have messed up this planet. You and I have made the wrong choices. You and I, in our best moment, can't even find our way out of a dark room. But Jesus came to shine the light into the dark room, and he said he's the door. And if you can see that crack of light and make it to the door and push it open, you can be saved. And God has a plan, whether we like it or not. And we can choose to be with him in this dark hour. We can choose to be with him in 2020, in 2021. And if we choose him, he has chosen us. Guys, we're his plan to bring his glory to this planet. So what are our plans for 2021? Where's that little laughing emoji? Anyway. <laughs> We've talked about it. We're going to have connect groups. We're going to have new connect groups. We're going to connect in 2021. We're going to keep going to the street church in 2021. We're going to go to Mexico. Memorial Day, Lord willing. Plan on it. Pray about it. We have building plans. The plans should be finished this coming week. Hear that? The plans 
should be finished this coming week, and we can turn them into the city. We can get going on that building. That's the plan. Connie and I are planning to go with Bill and Emma Jean Kaiser to Time of Refreshing in October. We didn't go this year. We're supposed to go in April. The plan is to go in October. The plan is to keep supporting our missionaries around the world. <laughs> we have five missionaries we support, and because of your special missions giving offering, 2,000 came in this past month, and we're able to send 400 extra to each missionary that we support. We're able to send an offering of $500 to the street church. The plan this past year was to give a monthly offering to our missionaries. We were able to send over $10,000 for work overseas to reach this world with the gospel. We sent $1,800 to the First Look Pregnancy Clinic to help with moms that don't know what to do when they get pregnant. All other ministries, honorariums, people we support, over $14,000 in 2020. So God has blessed us even in a year when we would not have expected it. And God's plan is to bless us in 2021. Amen. As we take the elements this morning, just remind yourself that God has a plan. And that plan starts by receiving healing by the blood of Jesus, by taking the bread and recognizing that Jesus is the bread of the earth. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the one that satisfies us and we can feed on him. He said, this is my body broken for you. Why was it broken? He was broken so that you and I could be made whole. Amen? Amen? This is my body. This is my blood, Jesus said as he passed the cup. He said, as you do this, as often as you do this, remember me. Remember that he was the greatest plan that God ever had. The way, the truth, and the life. Alex is going to come up. We're going to close in worship, and as we do, come to the table. If you have the elements at home, join us. God bless you. We love you. Lord, we just thank you today for your amazing grace. We thank you today for that new wine, for those new wineskins that you have a plan. Lord, yeah, you're stretching us. You're taking us places we didn't know we'd go. But God, you're faithful, and we declare... Lord, that we want to be with you this year. And we thank you that you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.